Hello, lore heads, and welcome to the League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. My name is Mark. And today we are finally talking about the Rogue Sentinel Akshan, who was released like two months ago, July 22nd, <laughs> 2021. <laughs> I say finally as if we didn't talk about him a shit ton in the Rise right. of the Sentinels <laughs> episodes, I f- but... <laughs> I feel a little bad going straight to him, given that so much of his lore is tied so much to the event that we've talked about so yeah. much. So we're going to kind of... If you didn't listen to those episodes and want to learn more about Akshan, this will be a good starting point. And then you can listen to those episodes for more detailed <laughs> bits, but we're probably not going to get super deep into the story bits that were part of the Rise of the Sentinels <laughs> event. We did that, y'all. I can't do it again. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give it a miss. <laughs> I honestly didn't even want to like do Akshan yet. I was like, let's get through like the mm-hmm. H's, the K's, the I's. <laughs> give him some time for some sweet AUs. <laughs> it's not going to happen, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's. I guess we'll talk about it, but I think it's kind of a shame that I mean the two pieces of lore that he has are really about something that has been resolved in that event <laughs> right <laughs> oh my god you're right it's true I had like a note like man this was probably pretty cool pre-rise of the sentinels <laughs> <laughs> yeah well maybe we should go through them and then we can talk about them because I think it's I think yeah. it's a the ruination continues to ruin or rise of the sentinels whatever <laughs> it's Uh, They both work. Um, So Akshan has just a bio and a short story on the universe page. We wanted to do Akshan much earlier, but he didn't have a short story on the universe page for a really long time. So we're like, we're not going to just do the bio. Yeah. Yeah. We wanted to wait for the short story. And now he's also got, you know, a comic and a cinematic, which is not linked on his universe, but he's got them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's in them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say they're Akshan comics <laughs> or cinematics. He's, he's in a few scenes of them. Featured extra. <laughs> <laughs> I could do the bio. I, ha- well, I have notes on both of them, but... Sure. Whatever we like. This is by John O'Brien. The, the bio? bio is? Yeah, which isn't linked on... Um, no, it's not. It's not linked on Universe, but yeah, the it's by credit. John O'Brien. Yeah, the uh, Lee Universe never credits the bios with the writer. <laughs> yeah, that's a little strange, isn't it? I guess because it's less artistic yeah. expression... But not really. But it's still a yeah. You know, someone still wrote there are it. Good ones. That's also true. <laughs> That's a fair point. Like news stories aren't artistic a lot of the times, but you know you still credit. The writer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, Akshan's from Sharima. He was raised on the streets of Marwai. Marwi. Marwai. What do we think? I like M A R W I. I like Marwai. Marwai. I yeah. think it sounds better. Um, Akshan spent much of his time sticking up for the little guy. He had trouble uh, sitting back while people were being mistreated. This gets him beaten pretty badly one day, but he's saved by a woman named Shadia, uh, who he finds out is a sentinel of light. <sighs> still like it. Still just makes me so disappointed. <laughs> Get like a bad taste like, in your mouth. Oh, like, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As if the Sentinels of Light are actually useful in any way. But anyway, uh, Shadia takes him under his wing, her wing, I'm sorry, because he's brave and cares about other people, which I guess is rare around these parts. After a, a while, town. it is mm-hmm. a rough town. It's kind of Bilgewater, but in the desert. I, this With warlords r- instead of pirates. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. They're all stealing, though. So after a little while of training with her, Shadia says that a harrowing is coming. Um, but I just have to say, don't worry, Shadia. 
it's gonna be fine just get a few fans and you won't be here for it <laughs> that too you also won't be here for it but it'll also be resolved in like four four seconds or something like that anyway um she wants to go into the crypts and find some ancient sentinel weapons however some local warlords beat them to it so they have to work with what they got one of them is the absolver which akshan finds it's a weapon that can bring someone back from the dead if they are avenged akshan realizes this is how shadya must have saved his life sure Akshan wants to use it, even though Shadya said no. Meanwhile, Shadya is still, like, hounding all of the warlords to give them the sentinel weapons, and she gets killed. So now Akshan is looking for the warlord who killed her to maybe bring her back to life. And that's Maybe. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> they'll, they'll even resolve that aspect in his short story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, I have a few questions mm-hmm. about this one. Sure. Uh, so the way the way it was worded in the story was he realized his savior was a member of the Sentinels of Light. Did he realize because she just straight up just told him? I don't know. Or like, was that just had he heard of the Sentinels of Light? And if so, like, I mean, I feel like uh, yeah, Sharima is not one of the regions that you hear a lot of as being hounded by the harrowing. Like, I feel like it's primarily Bilgewater is the big one that we see consistently getting hounded by the yes. harrowing. So I'm curious how he would have heard of the Sentinels of Light. And if why it, if she's here. it seems here. like no one else in the fucking world has. I know. Yeah. yeah. I know. This doesn't do the Sentinels or the the world building around them any favors. It still mm-hmm. just highlights a lot of the, the complaints we had about them. Where, yeah, it doesn't really... Like, if you start putting it under indie, any level of scrutiny, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Why is it just her... What's happening? I understand the idea of they're there to, and they're out doing what those two do um, in this, the bio, which is go around and start recovering artifacts. That makes perfect sense. But why mm-hmm. it's not like a, a group of them doing it doesn't make any sense, for example. And yeah, yeah, how he would know any of that without her just being like, hey, I'm a sentinel. You want to join up? You know. <laughs> We're cool. Yeah. I promise. It's a big club. A big you won't meet anyone else, but I promise. <laughs> It's riots running into this problem where they, if they want to add something massive to the lore, they kind of can't because it just doesn't fit anymore um, unless it's something new. But having like a something like the Sentinels of Light that's supposed to always have been there doesn't make any sense. They haven't always been there. You just shoved it in now, Riot. It is a really tough spot because you do have to retcon so much whenever you put in any sort of large, large thing. Unless yeah. like unless everything they add from now on is like Black Rose level secretive, mm-hmm. then you're always going to have that. Why didn't anyone I mean, hear about? This? I think the Sentinels of Light could have worked. They could have been a small organization that's mostly died out, and that's why people haven't heard of them. But they didn't really do that, right? It, like it kind of seemed like wide global. Yeah, they like they were trying to do that, but it didn't really work. Another thing that bothered me is so in the comics that we talked about. Um, you know, Lucian finds Akshan and wants him to join them. They're like, you know, this ruination is happening. We're the Sentinels of Light. We need your help. And he says, no, I got this other thing to do. And I feel like after reading this bio, Akshan would immediately want to help them. Yes? That's what Shadya wanted? Like, Yeah, knowing nothing about his bio going into the comic, I assumed that when they mentioned, like, oh, I'm looking for my mentor, that she had been his mentor for, like, a few weeks and that's why he didn't give a shit (laughs) knowing that she like raised him as like 
you know, following the Sentinel philosophies, and then he still was just like, eh, pass, brah. Yeah. <laughs> was weird. Well, I mean, that's certainly something that he is supposed to be depicted as as a character, is that he is someone who bucks a lot of that tradition, and, you know, maybe yeah. while those two had a strong, loving relationship, they still, you know, had a lot of, you know, like, interpersonal conflict, you know, just arguing about, oh, you shouldn't be doing this. I mean, he's using the Absolver in the first place, which I think the bio kind of makes clear Shad is like, no, you shouldn't do this. This isn't for, for you to toy with. So uh, that reads fine to me, I guess. I think more to your point about the, the Sentinels of Light being something that is a... Yeah, how do you kind of inject it in in the way... It's funny you mentioned the Black Rose because my first response was going to be, well, I guess you could have it be something that's just really secret. <laughs> like, oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I mean, I think they just need to focus on making new things like yeah okay now there's something called the sentinels of light a group of people who have gotten together to stop this thing that they see <laughs> it doesn't have to have existed for centuries you know <laughs> yeah i was also a little curious with the wording of when when they kind of failed to recover all those artifacts because the warlords had taken them mm-hmm. they said um they took stock of their arsenal which i don't know if they were being facetious or not but <laughs> That implies that they had some weapons. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they needed more weapons. It's just the two of them. How many weapons do y'all need? You have an arsenal, apparently. With the absolvers, <laughs> there's just, two of you. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're just both like carrying big heaping stacks of like guns and swords. Just dump it onto the ground. It's like an RPG character. Like 17 weapons. I yeah. guess that's fair. I, I do hoard weapons in games. For sure, right? I mean, really, again, I think this comes down to bad world building, where if they had a yeah. larger organization who they were delivering these to, or they were recruiting, a lot of reasons why you would be kind of hoarding up all these artifacts. But the fact that it's just like, we just need more. I mean, yeah, they're good to have, but... They don't even seem to use ammo. Why do you ever need more than one? <laughs> How much better is yeah, this sword true. than that sword, man? You know, stuff like that. You know. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. I, I guess more broadly, I think it's... This is what I was talking about with the ruination ruining things a bit, is that uh, the bio it sets up a really like clear motivation for Akshan. It's not like the most original thing. But at the very least, that's like, okay, I understand what he's he's going to be doing for the immediate future. Is he's going to be going around and he's going to be killing warlords. He's like Batman if Batman immediately said, I'm going to kill people. It's fine. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry about it. Right? But uh, you know, we've, we've gotten the resolution of his arc in a very quick manner, I feel like, through the like the visual novel and or just the events of the event. And uh, now I couldn't tell you what the hell he's going to be doing or what he's up to exactly. Yeah. Right? I feel like he's going to get ignored. Honestly, yeah, probably. Except for balance changes, yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> they keep rolling out. Yeah, it's disappointing because I think he's an interesting character. Um, I think he's very lovable in a lot of ways. He's just a, a a charming character in a way you don't expect. And I like his relationship with Shadia. It's like if Rise and Brand worked out, kind mm. of. You yeah. know what I mean? Sure. And I, I like that. I like that. I I always like a really good close like found family kind of relationship and that's what they were but it's not explored and i don't know they it, this all felt very rushed like they had to rush out this bio in this short story mm. to go along with rise of the sentinels gotta say wasn't worth but mm. yeah I, I that's yeah 
I agree with that I'm take. Still holding on out it. hope for that Shadia revival. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Like, again, this is like minor complaints about the Absolver in general, but again, the mechanics still, still to me, don't make a lot of sense, right? Yeah. If I, okay, so if I'm like smoking around you a bunch and you get lung cancer, <laughs> and you kill me. Does it? I don't know. I'm, whatever. <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> That'll actually raise some questions in the short story that mm, I have. Interesting. Too. <laughs> oh, okay. If we want to go through that. Yeah, the short story is called In Search of Lost Things. Um, I can go through this if you'd like, or if Mark wants to do something. Uh, I didn't I take any... Say, oh, wow. Mark wants to do <laughs> something. No, I'm feeling a little lazy. If Mark could just get off his no, ass for no, one no, fucking second. No, hey, to be fair, I, wanted, I didn't have to edit that fucking three-hour so, shit, so... Uh, I did it in two days. It's okay. I was going to say, if Mark wants to do some talking, is what I tried to say. Because <laughs> I, I didn't want to feel like I was hogging the mic. No, I don't have story oh, notes. So. Okay. <laughs> I think I you're probably better equipped I than I am. Story notes, it's fine. Oh, shit. Okay. So, this takes place after Shadia's death. I think a few weeks. Is that how yeah, it was? Yeah, they say a few yeah. weeks. Yeah. So where in relation to the comic, I'm actually not totally sure. I can't tell you. <laughs> Because like wasn't days. she gotten it like, for like before, a few days? Could have been after the ruination. Who fucking knows? I, yeah, that's super confusing. I assume it like it. It could be the case that this story happened on Tuesday and they met Lucian on like Thursday. That was about how close they feel in terms of yeah, maybe. But the thing is, like, it seems like at the end of this story, he's already given up on reviving Shad yet. Yes, Whereas when he meets Lucian, after. he's still like on the fence. Yeah. I suppose that's true. So basically, mm-hmm. this is this is Akshan fresh out of the ruination. He's got no thoughts or feelings about that. He's still hung up on Shania. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't give a shit about the Viego battle or whatever. He's like, ah, oh, that motherfucker. I don't care. Like, what do you want to do now that you've saved the world? Uh, I'm going to hunt down some fucking pearl bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Akshan uh, finds this urchin girl on the street who has one of Shadia's bracelets. She'd stolen it from a warlord, so Akshan asks which one. It's the Devil of the Dunes. Oh, no. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> Akshan visits him, but uh, I called him the Dune Devil after that. Okay. Nice. Um, but, but the Dune Devil insists he didn't kill Shadia, and also uh, recognizes Akshan as the man who's killing warlords, hoping to bring her back. Akshan, at this point, admits that um, it's probably too late to do that, uh, but kills the warlord anyway. This doesn't bring him peace, but he goes back to find the urchin girl and return the bracelet, along with some advice on where to best sell it. Yeah, and I think a few things that are important in this story, too. Like One of the big motivating factors of Akshan in this story is that it's been a few weeks, and he's already started forgetting details about Shadia. That confused me. It confused me a little yeah. bit, too. I, like, it makes sense, but I think the the level of detail that he seems to have lost over the time period he seems to have lost seems too very mu- dramatic. Yeah, I thought it was, like, magical. I thought there was, like, a magical reason why he was forgetting her, but by the very end, he, like, when he returns the bracelet, he's like, that's what Shadia would have wanted, and he feels connected to her again, and then he suddenly remembers her again. I'm like, how bad is your memory, Akshan? Are you a fucking, like, guinea pig? Like, Like, one line in particular, like, Shadia's hair, it was silver, right? How do you not forget her hair color in (laughs) two weeks? Very distinct hair color. Okay, so here's where I thought that might have been going, because it mentions in the warlord's, like, bedroom that he sneaks into, he's got pet uh, rats or rodents with like white hair and I thought maybe it would be the case that he this warlord was 
that was kind of the way of proving this warlord was telling the truth. He had nothing to do with any of it. Like, oh, this is just rat hair mm-hmm. in the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was the impression yeah. I got, too. Yeah. Because it was weird to specify that his rodents had flowing silver hair like that. <laughs> That's a detail that probably wouldn't have warranted a mention otherwise. Yeah, yeah. it feels like it. But uh, we okay, so here's the other thing about this this idea. Uh, aside from them just trying to do the thing at the end where, you know, oh, now he remembers her. Um, I know in that Viego story that she won, that's something that Viego is going through with Assault, where he can't, like, it's been so long that he can't even really remember the details of her face. Um, and I don't know if that's in, supposed to be at all intentional in terms of, like, a similar element between those two stories. But it's been, like, hundreds of years yeah, since it, Viego's Yeah, it works for Viego, result. right? And it yes. works for his character, more importantly, where he's so obsessed about something he can't even, like... He's more about the obsession than the thing. Um, but two, yeah, two weeks for, for forgetting what someone's hair color is is kind of a little silly. Like you said, yeah, it would make sense if there was a magical effect or something like that. I did like the line that they had to kind of uh, hand-wave it away, you know... It was a good line, even though I don't think it exactly <laughs> explains this level of loss. But they did say, uh, in in reference to his memory loss, they're like, was it his own doing? Something deep inside trying to protect him by eroding all traces of a standard he was failing to meet? Which I kind of liked as like, a, you know, Shadya was always that, that shining beacon that he was never going to live up to, was probably never even going to try to, and you know maybe maybe that's why again i don't think it would be to that level but i like that line that's yeah i i see what they were going for i think it was just over dramatized is all it was is they were trying to convey that you know her image is a little fuzzy now but they really leaned into it a little too much (laughs) sure maybe it's just that line even maybe if it was something less something like a detail that would be easy to forget maybe that would help sell it in a better way yeah yeah, that's it. what's her name? Shavana? <laughs> no, hang on. <laughs> I do also like when he confronts the warlord and he's like, I know you. I've heard all about you and what you do. You think you can kill me and bring her back. Like, Akshan, man, you got to keep the lid on your plan here. You were talking way too much if some random ass warlord knows that you're killing people to try and revive your dead mentor. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, the why. Knowing the why is a bit... Yeah. <laughs> he just tells everyone. He might have. Also, question about the Absolver. Who do you think got revived when he shot the warlord? Because you know that bitch has killed someone pretty recently. Right? Did someone just wake up in the ground? Oh my god! That would die again. That would be a great little like sort of like framing Uh, thing. Like at the start, you have a guy get killed, and then at the very end, it's just a scene of like yeah, him waking up and being buried (gasps) in the dunes or something. I don't know. But yeah. Oh, that would have been cool. That's a really funny idea. That's a good point, (laughs) though. I didn't even think of that. (laughs) Man. I like the warlord's names. Him and um, the one... I don't remember what the name of the other one was from the the event, but they have cool names. I wish this Marwai place was more fleshed out because it's... I like the idea of a Shurim and Bilgewater. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I like- did look up to see if there were any... Because I know that the wiki and universe has random details about certain cities, but yeah, this wasn't one of them, mm. unfortunately. It's definitely more an, like a more interesting part of Shurima than... Um- you know, Azir's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this story, by the way, was uh, Josh O'Brien. I forgot to credit him. Yeah, he did bio and short story. Oh, okay. I'm done. Nice. No. 
okay, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, now, like we mentioned, these aren't specifically linked on his universe page, but he is also in the cinematic uh, absolution, um, which this is kind of the exciting conclusion of the, Sentinel, the <laughs> Sentinels of Light event. The thrilling conclusion! <laughs> uh, and if you missed all of it, just watch the cinematics and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Akshan starts out the cinematic by being comically useless in the fight against <laughs> Diego, sneaks into a portal behind Diego, and actually uses his revival gun to revive Senna and Gwen, who were killed when pieces of his old soul were ripped from them. <sighs> sure, sure, uh, sure. <laughs> or it could have been the fact that Gwen got super stabbed, and maybe that's why she died. But anyway, after that little bit of necromancy, <laughs> he also pops up at the end to try and put an arm around Vane, famous dark magic hater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's too good for Vane. Get out of there. <laughs> Run. Um, and then he is also in the uh, Steadfast Hearts comic by Ian St. Martin. Um, basically, he, he's in issues five and six, which are the last two uh, of the series. This just tells the story of Lucian meeting Akshan uh, while searching for the lost Sentinel who was shot you. Uh, Akshan tells Sentinel about, or tells Lucian about the Absolver, refuses to help because he's got to look for Shadia's killer. Uh, little detail I actually missed the other week, but apparently Viego was listening to their conversation the oh. whole time because he just responds to after after uh, Akshan walks away. He's like, you wouldn't understand what it's like. Then Viego just pops up and he's like, but you do understand what it's like, don't you, Lucian? Like, was he listening this whole time <laughs> and did not find anything interesting about the fact that this dude walking away had a gun that could literally revive, revive people? Someone. <laughs> That's oh, no. your one thing, Viego. Uh oh. <laughs> That's a big oh, fucking my. oops. <laughs> Anywho, moving on from that. <laughs> He's just always there. Uh, just like a parting shot, just in the ass of this event. <laughs> Another reason why this thing was bullshit. Uh, so then Diego summons wraiths to kill Lucian, and then Akshon returns and revives him by killing the wraiths. Then he goes with Lucian and the rest of the Sentinels to fight Diego and never uses his reviving powers again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we don't really know what became of Akshon. Or what will happen to him. We apparently do know what became of him. He went back and That's killed true. that fucking warlord, <laughs> gave some extra pearl bracelets to that, that, that little girl. And, and now uh, maybe maybe he'll open up like a tea shop or something. Maybe. That'd be fun. <laughs> well, you know, have you looked, you know, funny enough, in Legends of Runeterra, not to do with tea shops, Ooh. unfortunately. Uh, no. That's an AU for you to write. But uh, <laughs> he, there are a few cards where it seems like, I don't know if this is before or after the event, but he's tooling around with a, a group of like, it's like a height little like, like thief team like pulling heists against other warlords so that might be what he's up to now kind of leading or be fun as hell tagging along Mm -hmm. yeah it made me kind of wish like oh i wish we got a follow-up story like you know (laughs) here's where they are now type thing right yeah dude uh, a heist story with akshan and his team of bandits would be so good that'd be fun i want that short story so bad yeah that would be a lot of fun the italian job with akshan Yeah, the Shereman job. <laughs> Write it. <Yeah. laughs> oh, shit. Fund it. I love it. I, that might be it for Akshan's, like, normal shit. Yeah. Yeah. Canon, that's the word. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's only part of two AUs. Uh, he's part of Cyberpop, and that's his, like, Cyberpop skin in normal league. 
In the vibrant underground of Sound City, hackers, skaters, rebels, and rogues band together away from the prying eyes of powerful cyber corporate overlords. <laughs> and this one is Cyberpop Action. The neon rogue of Sound City has become the hero of the underground, largely due to his bravery, his wit, and his uncanny ability to sneak up, to sneak into highly secure corporate buildings without being detected. Being charming as hell doesn't hurt either. <laughs> okay. Remember that line <laughs> as I go into our next AU. Before that. Battle Academia. Oh. For this, for oh, the Cyberpop one, I know Zoe has one. Is she the only other one in this, in this little world? I think she's the only other one so that's a, far. That's a damn shame, because I, I think I this know, is a really I, cool yeah. idea. I think this is going to be one that's going to see more skins in the, fu- in the I near hope future. So. Dope. I, it seems like a really fun twist on the, like, the project skins are cool. But the, but this is like an actual really fun unique kind of twist on the uh, the cyberpunk aesthetic. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they had to distance themselves from cyberpunk this past year, so maybe we'll get more <laughs> cyberpunk <laughs> in the near future. It, it's cyberpop, John, different. Yeah, right, 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 right. Cyberpop, cyberpop, cyberpop. Okay. Uh, so he's also part of Battle Academia, but exclusively through Wild Rift. So when he got released in Wild Drift, he got a back Battle Academia skin. In Normal League, he got the Cyberpop skin. I gotta skin. look this up because hmm. I, feel I like did it's not know sexy. that. Yeah, set in a world where champions go to a school that cultivates the next generation of superheroes. This is Battle Academia Action. Durandal's latest transfer student has made quite a splash in the battle club. Underhanded opponents have quickly discovered that Action will throw himself into the fray to give his clubmates the upper hand and win the day. His moral compass makes the daredevil a welcome advocate for the rest of the second years. His good looks don't hurt either. <laughs> Being charming as hell doesn't hurt either. <laughs> it's yeah. not a... I mean, it's it's kind of cool. I like it. I think I like the cyberpop one better. I like the cyberpop mm-hmm. one better, too. I find it very hot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I will say, too, so... Uh, I have two miscellaneous notes that I put at the beginning when I started reading this. One, when I was looking at Akshan, I accidentally clicked on Aatrox first, and I noticed that any champion who was released during the period of animated login screens, if you click on them within Universe, you'll see their animation playing at the at the top of their, their Universe yeah. page. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to see what it used to look like when things were awesome. <laughs> back, back in the day. Uh, also, I just want to make a note about Akshan's splash art. Fucking love his action pose. Mm, I know yeah. that they have... Um, Riot kind of has a, a philosophy on splash arts about always putting a character in in action. They don't necessarily need to be in some sort of crazy pose, but the goal is that there's some sort of action happening there. And sometimes they drop the ball on it. Uh but I feel like Akshan was a really, really good example. I, I really liked his like his action pose in this one. It's super cool. <laughs> yeah, that's what fitting with his name. Yeah, for sure. It's a good call. It's a good call out for sure. Yeah, it, it, it is very. It's definitely like you said. It's a high quality like composition of the scene. Almost. I don't know the best way to describe it, but. <laughs> yeah, I'm no artist, <laughs> but he looked cool. He do flip. Yeah, he I mean, just compared to like. Like his other, like his skin, like splash, or at least the cyber pop one. Um, which you know, obviously there, they're trying to give you a better idea of what the differences look like. But you know, this one is much more, it's much more dynamic and got a lot more energy, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> A lot yeah. of kinetic energy in that photo. <laughs> uh, I feel like Akshon is another one of those characters too where while there isn't as much in the bio, his quotes are very... You get a lot of him through his quotes. Yeah. His quotes very much tell you more about his character, I think, than, than his bio probably does. They're yes. very on brand. Like every League champ that has a vivid <laughs> personality in game, they have zero personality in the lore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think actually the cinematics probably do a decent job of getting that through, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, you get to see, I mean, even in this serious situation, like, he's not taking anything super seriously, um, I mean, to be fair, no one took the Rise of the Sentinels <laughs> event very seriously, apparently. They're all making fart jokes and mm. shit. I don't know. Yeah, but don't... This is cinematic. Cinematic. Okay, all true. right, all That's right. True. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so he, he's got a lot of fun quotes. But they're, they're entertaining. Um, I love his stealth quote where he's like, stealth time. And then he's like, oh, sorry. Stealth time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I also love... Um, Twitch's stealth quote, so maybe I just love people's quotes oh, when they maybe. drop into stealth. Is there one person right riot writing all of all champion stealth, stealth quotes? If so, <laughs> that person needs a raise. <laughs> I was hiding. <laughs> now I've got a few fun facts. Yay. Action. Uh first of all, voice actor is uh Sunil uh, Malhotra and his dance is based on the music video for the song uh, Malhari from the movie uh, Bajiro Mastani, which if you haven't seen the music video, that shit goes hard. And when I was watching the video to see like where his dance kicked in, it's literally like the last five seconds oh, really? of the music video, <laughs> uh, which is why I saw the whole thing. That shit was pretty tight. Mm. Uh, so yeah, look it up. <laughs> He's also one of only 22 champions with no AP ratios on any of his abilities. Hmm. I'm surprised. He's got so much give other it. stuff in his kit. Might as well just throw one in there. I was going to say, <laughs> give just, it time. Just throw one in. Why not? Just for, you know. They'll add it in there. He's yeah, also the first <laughs> champion to be released for League, or at least revealed for League, Wild Rift, and Legends of Runeterra at the same time. They really wanted him everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> More's the pity, I guess. Well, well no, that's not true. <laughs> He's also in TFT, but I don't well. think that was... I feel like he was in TFT before they released him live, like, by a pretty significant amount. Oh, oh. really? No, that's interesting. Weird. Hmm. Well, not, yeah. not, not, like, revealed him, but, like, before he was... Yeah, yeah. I could be wrong about that, but... <laughs> But I'm I'm doubling down. Okay, John. <laughs> I might be wrong, but double or nothing. <laughs> but you might be right. Eh? <laughs> but yeah, that is a uh, that's pretty much all we've got for Akshan. Um, yeah. He's a new champion, so you know there's not a lot of AUs, there's not a lot of short stories, and we just talked about a lot of his other things <laughs> recently. So mm-hmm. this one's going to be a little shorter than normal, but yeah. That is that is our boy Akshan. 
It's nice. I feel like I'm still somewhat emotionally drained from Rise of the Sentinels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even, even though we had our Heimer week. I know. Even still. The, the, just like the, the essence of it wafting off of Ashon's a little like, I'm getting That's like true. lightheaded. It's like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> the fumes. You needed more than just the Heimerdinger detox, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all good. You know, maybe he'll get some, mm-hmm. some, some lore updates at some point and we'll come back to a, a fresh and, you know, new purposed. Uh, action. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious what the what the rule was going to be for me in AUs. I think, I think three. Once someone has three, three additional AUs to talk about, maybe the hat trick for a, mm. yeah. <laughs> Which honestly, he probably will have soon. I feel like he gets a lot of play. He's a sexy champ that lends himself to a lot of skins. Yeah. And a lot of people are probably buying him. So my guess is we'll see another three action skins. <laughs> what month is it? Uh, September? Yeah. I don't know. End of year. John. Ooh, wow. It's going to be three <laughs> skins by bucket. the end yeah. of <laughs> Wouldn't it be Doubling oh, down. <laughs> I might be wrong, but doubling down. <laughs> All right. Do we have any final thoughts on action? No. It's it's um, it's um, just kind of a shame that I thought he had a you know a, perfect, a perfectly workable motivation um, that he just got is, is already like dead kind of out the gate because it's all resolved within the lore. Yeah. Um, it didn't yeah. get a lot of time to will, stew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I will say that's one thing. When they did the Bilgewater event, they specifically rewrote bios so that people whose motivations were destroyed by that event could have new motivations and continue on. Um, but they released this bio with it. <laughs> So I was I, I was kind of hoping for a bio update after like post event. And I don't know if that'll be coming and it just hasn't shown up yet or whether they're not planning something like that. But that that was something that I really liked about the Bilgewater event was updating it so that the people who missed out on the event would still be up to date on what's going on with this character. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that'd be nice. So fingers crossed. <laughs> All right, I think I think that's it for poor Sean. He doesn't have much else yet. But thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Twitter. We're at Loreheads. And we also post these on YouTube. Um, yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> and thank you to everyone who's like uh, reached out on Twitter and on YouTube to say nice things. We always share it with each other whenever we see any nice comment. We get really excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our day. yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So that's always super nice you don't have to say nice things you don't we will like the nice ones yeah a little better (laughs) if you say mean things i I will not like that (laughs) you're still allowed but i will accept your criticism and cry and then ignore it (laughs) and the duality of human right here dang (laughs) shit um but yeah okay so join us next week and we'll be talking about the kraken princess allow princess (laughs) she's not a princess (laughs) that's disney movie shit though fuck i wanted i want that allowy skin though princess allowy maui allowy (laughs) anyway she's the kraken priestess allowy (laughs) 